0: Hi, my name is Jerry, and I'm from Papua New Guinea. I'm here in Australia, studying a diploma in hospitality management at the moment. You hear people say that life is so different from just an hour's flight, and it's so true. But mostly, is where I grew up. It took me about an hour and 15 minutes or so to get from Port Mosby to Kent, but everything here is way different from back at home, you know, society itself, my upbringing, the way of life here, and just in general, how things are done here is way different from back at home. Uh, my upbringing is pretty simple. I am blessed to have grown up in the city with both my parents in terms of siblings, I am the first of four children. So there's my sister who's three years younger than I am. After her, 10 years later, my mom had twins. So I've got a sister and two twin brothers. that are about 14 years this year, I think. My mom, she gardens. She plants cassava, um, ibukis, sweet potatoes, peanuts, and corn. She plants them. Papua New Guinea or Port Mosby in general doesn't have a lot of places that uh being developed we still have bushland and mountains there on the mountainside, you still see people cultivating their crops especially the peanuts or legumes things that they can plant and harvest and sell around the local market so what my mom did was that she did substance farming that's just for our own sustenance she helped my dad put bread on the table my dad he is the only one employed he's a police officer I still have very vivid memories of my childhood growing up, just playing around the area. It's not like here where you get busy with things inside the house, like you have video games here or things like that. But back at home, we go hunting in the bush. We go, you know, we make slingshots, we look for birds, all of that fun stuff. Playing outside was because I did not have video games. I was into the um, adventure and going and climbing trees and looking for things outside and not a lot of kids have that privilege to have uh, video games. When you go out to the streets or when you go out to, you know, the road you see your mates there playing touch footy, you're just playing cricket or playing anything outside and then you get excited and you join them and soon enough one thing leads to another then we find ourselves climbing trees or we find ourselves deep in the bush trying to shoot birds down from branches and things like that. Some of the villages in Papua New Guinea do not have access electricity or running water but they do have their own natural springs and creeks and things like that is because of the location of the village. Deep in the dense jungles or way in between valleys and things like that, which are inaccessible by car. Um, Because Papua New Guinea is also very natural. We have our own natural remedies as well. There are herbs um, in the bushes. There are um, natural remedies that we use to remedy any ailments or any cuts or grazes that we might find in the jungle or just from playing around. The only entertainment are the ones that you make them to be, like climbing trees or even just getting together and singing around or going swimming in the rivers and things like that and being together, going to the gardens, just picking bananas or any type of food that you can get your hands on and cooking it on the fire and or going hunting. All of these things are a basic lifestyles that you have to know about and you have to be aware of your own natural environment as well in contrast to modern society or being in the city. Um, those are the things that are refreshing, like what I love to do, I love my hunting. So we mainly cook wallabies, cassowaries. We would hunt for wild boars or wild pigs. Sometimes into the rivers, we would hunt for deer. also a lot of fish, a lot of birds as well, all from the bush. We have our own traditional ways of cooking them, underground or just smoking them on fire cooking them with some herbs and some coconut cream, like straight from the tree. It's really beautiful. In terms of wages and in terms of money or income per se, I'd say that Papua New Guinea is for effect is about two to three times lower than the Australian dollar. So on an average, a government worker would get about 500 to 600 Australian dollars If you compare that to Papua New Guinea, that's three times lower than what is being earned here. There is a struggle between the everyday Papua New Guinean without using the word poverty, but I believe that Papua New Guinea has its own challenges in terms of um, the well-being of its uh, own people. The place that I grew up in, um, the suburb, is called Gerehu. Um, It's one of those notorious suburbs where, um, yeah, you have a lot of crime going on and things like that. Um, but I wouldn't say it was dangerous for me because that's where I grew up. Like, basically, you know everyone there, everyone knows you, they know your face, even though they don't know your name, they know where you live, who you are, who your father is, who your mother is. But it would be dangerous for another person to be there. I did my primary school to high school in Gerehu, that's my suburb. Then I went on to national high school and I went to university. I was aspiring to be a geologist because Papua New Guinea is a very mountainous region. When I was looking to study here, that was about three years or so. Um, I think I was 22, 23. I did a bit of reading, um, particularly with TAFE. I was very much interested in TAFE because at that time, I felt that I wasn't growing any younger, so I wanted to do something more practical, more hands-on, which TAFE is just perfect for that. I chose to come over here to Australia, particularly in Kent, because it's not far from home. Not only do I learn inside school in TAFE, but I also learn from people around me. And Kent is a very multi... It's a melting pot of diverse cultures and ethnicities here in Kent. And every place you go, you meet people from certain parts of the world that have come to live here in Kent. I think that's the beauty and magic about Kenzen. Coming over here to experience that makes me want to be out here more and learn a lot more because um, not only am I learning in the classroom, but I'm also learning how to interact with different people with different religions or different uh, ways of thinking and different cultures that have different approaches to life. So it is an interesting for me. My parents are very, very supportive. They said, we just want you to be safe They let me know that I should go for it. And um, if I think that I can handle it, being independent, being away from home and being away from everything, then go for it. When I left college or when I got out of university, I was working as a radio DJ behind the mic, talking on radio, playing music and stuff like that. I saved a bit from there. And my dad also helped me from what I saved. And that's how we got to pay for everything. And I got over here. I've never got on a plane, (laughs) to be honest. Yeah, my first time on a plane. And it was exciting. But at the same time, I was really sad because knowing that I was going to be away from home for quite a bit, for a couple of years. And it wasn't me showing emotions. It was daunting or scary, but I've never been in a plane before when I got into the plane. And when we took off, it was a very different experience for me, a whole new, um, different experience. Looking down and flying over the sea and seeing everything in between, it was very, very different. But once I landed, I felt all right. I felt that, you know, okay, we're on land. Nothing to be afraid of. We're here now, so, yeah, that was the feeling. And, yeah, excited with new experiences. Just ensure that everyone that you have wound your cross... And when I did get here, we had a dog from the offices at the airport. Everyone had to get into lines of ten people or so, or eight or nine, probably. And the dog, you know, sniffed everyone and their luggages and baggages and, I had nothing, like no illegal organics or anything on me, but to put it simply, I was just freaking out when the dog sniffed me. Just put your bag just behind you, if you don't mind, just this yep. dog. Riding from the airport towards town and into the city was very pleasant. I could see a lot of greenery, which reminded me of home. The atmosphere and the temperature here, the humidity is um, exactly the same. Back in Port Moresby, we still have that same hot weather, that humid weather here in Kansas. A bit of rainfall here and there. So I did really like it here and I'm still loving it out here. My first day in SAF was fun, a lot of fun. We got to deal with food straight away, food and beverage, which I absolutely love. We got to make simple sandwiches using the proper techniques and proper um, procedures and yeah, the proper utensils, something more commercial. It was nice. I took a chance with hospitality, to be honest, because I think the main part was that interacting with people, doing customer service, dealing with food, dealing with beverages and doing it in a more professional way. We did get up to doing cocktail and I was... Assigned to create my own cocktail and mocktail, and I did come up with something creative. They had a couple of rock melons and a couple of strawberries and rosemary, so I had to come up with something. We had to use what wasn't used in the refrigerators and come up with something and make it sell. So I came up with a mocktail, which I called the Rock Steady Guava, because I put a bit of rock melon in there, a bit of crushed rosemary and strawberries and a bit of guava panda bags. And yeah, it did sell. It was really nice to come up with something that would actually sell, which is nice. When I got here initially, um, I had a friend who let me stay at their place. They took care of me for about a week before school started. They drove me back into the city, and we looked for share houses together. After a week being with them, I got to live in a share house, and... I found it quite easy to make friends. In Papua New Guinea, um, growing up, as soon as you start school, you start speaking English. So that's about the age of five and everything is in English, especially being in the city. You talk about the newspaper, uh, watching the TV and the radio. uh, It's pretty much in English. Um, Main difference in culture is the way of life. Here, people are more modern, but slowly I've learned to adapt. I think my interest in grew when I started basking in town, in the city. I was playing a bit of guitar and at the time I didn't have any job. So yeah, from time to time I'd get my guitar, go to the city and that is when I made a lot of friends. People just come by, stand and listen to me and play. Uh, yeah, just sing with me they know the song and we talk to each other and we interact and, yeah, we keep in touch. Um, I have a good friend of mine. I think he was having a really bad day at that time and he was just outside. So I came to him and I said, hey, would you mind if I sit next to you and play? At that time, I was basking in the streets, but when it got to about 7 p.m., I would go to the Elixir and play at the open mic night, which is something that I really, really enjoyed because of my complexion and my physical features, I think that there was this group of indigenous Australians that thought that I would have been from where they were or I I was indigenous as well and I was singing in front of this Chinese restaurant, you know, just playing my guitar. They approached me and with big smiles and, you know, I couldn't help but to smile back as well. So we smiled and they smiled and then they started speaking to me in their local language. All I could do is just smile at them while playing the guitar. And they shouted, Bala, Bala is like brother. So they're like, hey, Bala. Speaking, I did not understand a word they said, but I got to learn that that's the beauty of music, you know. It doesn't matter where, which part of the world you come from, but if they can relate to you in a beautiful sound, they will. the people will definitely approach you because you bring positive vibes. Baby let your hair down Let me run my feet. I'm working three jobs at the moment. I work as a masseur. I do massages and then from 5:30 to 10 p.m. I go wait tables at the local um, Italian restaurant. Beautiful pasta. If you ever come to Kent, come to the restaurant, come try our pasta. It's lovely. It's called La Fettuccina. And on weekend nights, I'm also engaged as a casual support worker for people with mental disabilities. So I do that on the weekends. I was really enjoying my course at SAFE, especially last year, because last year we did a lot of the groundwork, waiting tables, customer interaction, and things like that, being at the front of the house, being outside in the restaurant. But this semester, this is now coming into that process of learning how to be the manager or being in the management role, knowing how to run a restaurant or a cafe or a bar or a hotel. I'm used to being outside and being in the bush and things like that. So I did a lot of hiking, I did a lot of adventurous stuff. Um, I fell down from a waterfall and I nearly died, which is crazy. All my friends were freaking out, but then they saw me climbing up the rocks. <gasps> he's alive, he's coming out. <laughs> I got pushed off the waterfall by the force of the water. I was crossing there to get to the other side. Inevitably, I was swept off by the water and I came tumbling down in between rocks. So I had to make a split decision to sink or swim. I like climbing mountains. I went and climbed Mount Whitfield, the highest mountain I speak in Queensland, which was awesome, being uh, above the clouds. Went to a lot of beaches and went skydiving and did a bit of bungee jumping, still anticipating that time for me to be free and go on another adventure. Quality education, uh, that's what I would say. So when my course Finishes at safe. I would like to still be at La Fattacinas the restaurant because it is a very important learning care for me. Because what we do in school um, is a bit practical, and of what I'm doing in the restaurant. What I would like to do when my course finishes is to grow within the hospitality industry and to gain um, that first hand experience out in the real world. Ultimately, I'd like to go back and help. Tell- in any way that I can. I know that for a country like mine, Papua New Guinea, change doesn't happen over time. But coming back to the Bible, you know, a faith as small as the mustard seed can move a mountain. And I think in knowing that and in believing that, I'd like to say that ultimately, I'd like to stay here for a bit and see where my education where my career takes me. But ultimately, um, I'd like to go back and input as much as I can in terms of positive impact into my own community. To bring these acquired skills and knowledge and experiences that I've gained here to go back and impart that to people back at home or to my community. Change doesn't happen overnight, but I believe in changing it slowly by slowly and eventually and gradually getting to where we want to be together as a team because teamwork is, is important and T-E-A-M, you know, it means that together everyone achieves more. For those of you that are out there aspiring to come study in Cape Queensland or go abroad overseas, especially here in Australia, it's a beautiful place and dreams are for free, you know. And also I read in a classroom in TAFE, there's a note that said, success doesn't come from the way you think it does. It comes from the way you think. So if you're trying to take a chance to come study here in Queensland, Australia, or TAFE, good things come to those who wait, but better things come to those who go out and get it. And here I am, I came out, I left my comfort zone. and Yeah, it's all about you crushing it and being true to yourself. If you've enjoyed this story and want to explore studying at TAFE Queensland... Visit us at tafequeensland.edu.au. Click on the international tab at the top of the page, that's tafeqld.edu.au.